You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. 60 feet, 6 inches, 100 yards, or 500 miles. No matter the distance, travel it with us on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I've been looking forward to this all day. Today is Aaron Rodgers' day. Captain Double Check. That is is such a good way to describe him. Captain Double Check Day. That's what we should have been calling it all along. Captain Double Check Day. So today we are deciding where Aaron Rodgers will end up. We've been asking you where you think Aaron Rodgers will end up. Every day this week, we are going to have a different quarterback that we decide where they end up. Today's Aaron Rodgers. Tomorrow, Derek Carr. There'll be another quarterback the next day. We might end up doing groups. We might do the rookies all in one day. We'll we'll see how quarterback week goes. But we know Aaron Rodgers is today. And we have a wheel. This wheel, let me let me talk my way through it here, has little slices. There's 12 of them. Okay. Like uh, think of the Wheel of Fortune wheel. There's 12 slices. Uh, it's an old prize wheel that we've we've jerry-rigged together to 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 do this. Uh, there's Washington, Vegas, Atlanta, New Orleans, Tennessee, Green Bay, Indianapolis. I almost said Indiana. Indy, Houston, the New York Jets, and Carolina. There's also a slice for dealer's choice, which would be I would just get to assign them. Uh, and there's a slice for odd man out. Now, for Aaron Rodgers, odd man out would likely mean retirement. Uh, but for um, the other like Derek Carr would be like, oh, there's no starting job for you out there, uh, which would be surprising. But again, the NFL is the greatest reality television show, so you can't script it. Could be, uh, could be crazy. Are there any options for four more days in the darkness? <laughs> Just like, uh, uh, you know, when you shake the magic eight ball and it says, come back and try again later. Right, exactly. Uh, no, there is none of that. However, once somebody gets one, we reserve the right to cover up that slice with another team. Okay. So, uh, like, if if we spin it and and Green Bay or sorry, uh, Rogers ends in Atlanta, we reserve the right to like cover Atlanta with Baltimore. Okay, there's there's other options going on here. All we know is they can only be used once. So it's not like if we spin and it always lands on Washington that somehow we're going to give Washington Rogers and Carr and C.J. Stroud. Uh, so we're going to fill it out. We'll write their name on it, and then that will be it. And by the end. We'll have a list of where all of these quarterbacks are going to go, and we'll see who's better. The experts that are out there making all the predictions or the wheel that does so completely and totally, uh, basically by chance and luck. By the way, this is along the lines of how Rodgers might actually decide. There, There's a world where he's in the dark right now, spinning a wheel, and wherever it lands, he's going to go, That I guess that's where I have to go. Do you think that he's, he spins the wheel a couple of times during it, and then when he gets a you know a associated delight, because he obviously can't see the wheel. He doesn't need to see it. He'll just know. That's fair. I feel like that guy gets made fun of so much for just being like, I'm a little little uh, spiritual. I, I'm into like horoscopes. Um, where does he end up? And do you That's like okay. it? That's okay. All right. So now, obviously, you can't see it, so you're going to have to trust us. But... When I was jerry-rigging this whole thing together, when I was piecing it together with literal 
tape and, and cut up business cards. Uh, I did make sure that it can make a sound. So I'm going to try to put the microphone up there before we spin it and see if we can all hear it. Are we ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. The first spin, this is Aaron Rodgers, where he is going to end up. Atlanta. Uh-oh. Atlanta. Like I said, you can't predict this. You can't script it. I do not anticipate, or I have not anticipated, the Atlanta Falcons getting into the the mix for, for Aaron Rodgers. However, young stud wide receiver Drake London, Tyler Algier, better running back than many thought, ran for 1,000 yards last year. Quarterback, on, or sorry, coach on the hot seat, Arthur Smith, who knows how many more years of not winning he'll have. Maybe he's out there saying, I need to get a legit quarterback to win, and he's thinking, if I don't win, I'm going to get fired, so a young project doesn't do it for me. Also, don't underestimate the power of missing out on your first target. I, I, you know, I like to name my theories, right? This is the Luol Deng, Timothy Mozgov experience. Uh, the Lakers, we're going back probably seven, eight years now. Uh, they had a whole bunch of free agency money that they had saved up for Durant and LeBron and all these guys that were supposed to be free agents, Carmelo, and they struck out on all of them. So they had all this money. Then they're going like the fans need something to get excited about. They need big money additions. They hyped themselves up for all these other guys. We didn't get any of them. So it ended up with Timothy Mozgov and Luol Deng walking away with like 80 million each over four years. And they ended up being terrible contracts, both of them. So the Falcons right now, they and everyone they know are talking themselves into Lamar Jackson coming to Atlanta. If Lamar Jackson, like pre-free agency, signs a huge extension with Baltimore, Atlanta's going to go, we promised the fans something exciting. And we just struck out without really even getting in the mix with, with Lamar Jackson. Maybe they turn to the Packers and say, what is it going to take? Aaron Rodgers could be inside, which is big for an aging quarterback. And I think Drake London is very, very underrated. And Kyle Pitts, we didn't even get to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts would be exciting for an aging quarterback, the guy with the catch radius of like two square blocks. There was something I, I had not thought of Atlanta. I'm not sure I'm willing to like bet the house on it, but it is more intriguing than, than I originally anticipated. And the wheel knows everything. I like this wheel. Here's what we're going to do also. If you want to send us a quarterback you're interested in, if it's not a quarterback, that, like if we're going to do it later in the week, we'll just tell you like tune in on Thursday. But uh, if it's one that we're not expecting to do, we'll record the, the wheel for you and put it on social media. But you have to tweet at us, uh, either at ESPN Radio 941, which is still our Twitter handle, or you can tweet directly at me, at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. And at some point this week, we'll, we'll record the, the wheel telling you where your quarterback's going to land. So you can send in and say, like, uh, I'm trying to think of one that's a little off the beaten path. Um, but Heineke, we're probably not going to de- devote an entire day to where Heineke is going to go. Cause I don't know if that matters enough for the teams, but, but if you want to know where he ends up, we'll spin the wheel. We'll see where it ends. We'll, we'll, we'll let the, the magic of the, the wheel tell you where he's going to end up. All we know right now is Atlanta filled their quarterback spot slot with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. And also Tim Atlanta's in a very winnable division. 
Very winnable division. One that Tom Brady went to and immediately won a Super Bowl. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is paying attention, but that 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 has happened before. I do think I, I think there's a possibility Aaron could Brett Favre a little bit at the end, where it becomes like a hot potato. Right? Who is holding him when he is no longer worth the drama? He's still worth the drama right now, as I've said, right? He's still a very good quarterback. Last year, about everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Packers, and he was they, they were the 14th best offense in the league at scoring the, scoring the football. That's what you're supposed to do. They were an above-average offense at scoring the football, and uh, just about everything that could go wrong did. So as long as everything doesn't go wrong, he's a, what, top 10 offense? Just floor? That's pretty darn good. But at some point, that pendulum is going to swing the other way and he's no longer going to be worth the drama. So the question is, if you sign him, do you get something worth it from the interaction or trade for him, not sign him? If you trade for him, do you get something worth it from the interaction before you are the one holding Aaron Rodgers when the music stops and it's like, darn. That's part of the question. I mean, could you bring him in for a year, go on a little run, and then send him back and say, you know what, we, we got our chance. Now it's someone else's turn to see if they can hot potato their way out of this one and catch it and move it on to the next before the the the, the music stops. But again, Rogers to Atlanta. I was not the one. Uh, you know what? Looking at the the wheel, Green Bay I would have had over them. Indy I would have had over them. Washington I would have had over them. Jets I would have had over them. Raiders I would have had over them. They were not my first choice, but the wheel knows better than I. Actually, we'll see if the wheel knows better than I. Uh, Again, the call-in number, 757-687-9494. The text line, also 757-687-9494. Texter sent in, we sent you Favre, you send us Rodgers. I was like, who sent them? Oh, yeah, Favre started with the Falcons. Who would, who would have guessed that one? Again, 757-687-9494. Where do you think Rodgers will end up? And do you agree or would you be intrigued if the wheel was right and he ended up in Atlanta? Hotlanta, if you will. Let's give something away. We have more giveaways. We already gave away the Beach It Country, Musical, Country Music Festival tickets. Our guy Jeff was the winner of those. Uh, but jelly roll with special guests ashley mcbride struggle jennings and josh adam myers the individual's name is struggle jennings yep at veterans united home loans amphitheater saturday august 12th we have a pair of tickets i'm gonna say it again because i'm i feel like i have to say it a few times just to believe it jelly roll know who that is uh should be a good concert Special guests, ashley mcbride struggle jennings he's an american rapper struggle jennings yes I've 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 often wondered this. When you're picking your rap name, do you think it's because it's an unusual rhyme and and like like if you pick a name that rhymes with with uh uh Bane, guess what? Lil Wayne probably has used every creative rhyme possible and T-Pain probably every creative hook. Struggle Jennings? I don't know how many people have been out there rhyming struggle. So his real name is William Harness. William Harness logically becomes Struggle Jennings. Correct. Josh Adam Myers also on the 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 card. 
Caller number four gets the tickets to Jelly Roll, Ashley McBride, who's a special guest, Struggle Jennings, also a special guest, and John Adam Myers. The concert is a Saturday. It's fun to plan around. August 12th. Uh, Caller number, what was it? I said it out loud. Four? Four. Correct. Caller number four at 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. We'll take a break. When we come back, Eric Bieniemy. it's officially official. He was announced over the weekend. He is the offensive coordinator in Washington. Why am I so excited about Bieniemy in Washington? I'll tell you. Coming up next, stick around. We're talking Washington Commanders football right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The tickets have been given away. So you can stop calling until tomorrow when we have more more tickets to give away. Or you could call in just to say where you want where you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. That's always welcome as well. 757-687-9494. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator in Washington. According to our our very scientific wheel here, he will not be calling plays for Aaron Rodgers. It does appear appear as if he will be calling plays for Sam Howell. That's at least all of the the indicators that we've gotten from leaks and sources inside the Washington facility. Why is it a big deal that the enemy is taking over the offense in Washington? First of all, Jeff Darlington on sports center on why Eric Bieniemy is in Washington at all. I think that Eric Bieniemy also recognized that maybe it was time for him to move on fair or unfair. It feels like he's going to now be the play caller of the Washington commanders as their offensive coordinator and will do so without the shadow of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Look, I understand what everybody's wondering. First of all, why would he be leaving the Chiefs? Second of all, why can't he get a head coaching job? Both of those answers, I guess, are the same in that he will leave the Chiefs. He will continue to prove his value as a play caller. And now perhaps with success, he would be able to get that job. Biennemi hasn't necessarily called the plays for the Chiefs. So why is it such a big deal that Biennemi is taking over the offense in Washington? It's because of how intimately he's been a part of designing that Chiefs offense. He's relayed the plays. So Andy Reid tells him, and then he's the voice in Patrick Mahomes' headset. That's pretty darn intimate to knowing what's going on. But also, he helps plan each drive, meaning when the defense is on the field and they're talking about which plays they want to get to, he can get plays called that way. But even that is is hard for some to gather, right? There's a lot of, oh, Andy Reid does it all. One of the biggest ways he impacted the offense in Kansas City is with scouting and play design. That's where I'm excited to see Washington. We talked about Corndog, right? You know the play. It's called Corndog, uh, according to Andy Reid. It's the the half jet motion, go back in the same direction play that the Chiefs ran in the Super Bowl on the goal line twice, and they created maybe the two most wide-open receivers in, in Super Bowl history. Uh, to the right, it was Kadarius Toney. To the left, it was Sky Moore. That play... That the corn dog is what they called it, but the design of it, the bringing up of it, the the way they got there uh, to mentally during the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, it's Bienemy. Like I said, it was a fake jet sweep that Bienemy noticed, and this comes from Reed and Mahomes and everybody else talking to the media. It was a fake jet sweep that the Eagles defense overcompensated against and overloaded the defense to one side 
in a predictable way that Biennemi noticed in the Jags-Eagles game earlier that year. Jamal Agnew was the, the fake jet sweeper that, that he noticed and said, we need to use this. That's what I'm excited for, for Eric Bieniemy. When to call them exactly? It's going to be a learning curve, right? He hasn't been the guy pulling the trigger on which play is going to be run when the play clock is ticking down in, in a crucial situation. He hasn't been that guy yet. There's going to be some, if not a decent amount, of growing pains in that respect. But there shouldn't be any growing pains and or adjustment periods for him watching tape, watching film of a defense, and designing plays that he sees will be successful because he's already been doing that. And think about it like this. He was doing it with Kadarius Toney, who showed up halfway through the season, Sky Moore, who until he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl was better known for dropping punts, Juju Smith-Schuster, who they weren't even sure was going to be available to play because he got hurt in the AFC Championship game and had been on and off the injured report all year. Now he gets to come to Washington. And the play designs are going to be with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dodson, Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, whoever they decide to keep and or not keep at tight end or go get, right? There's some thoughts of maybe moving on from Logan Thomas in a cap-saving move. But that group of skill players... That can pull off anything that the enemy can dream up. Fake jet sweeps, not fake jets, jet sweeps, real jet sweeps, screens of every kind, deep balls. Uh, if they want to get into the weird, uh, let's all gather hands and do the, the ring around the rosy in the backfield, they can do that. They can do anything. I'm excited to see what he comes up with. And that is completely aside from, that is completely to the side of the actual play calling that everybody keeps telling me he didn't actually do. Think about this. Andy Reid is widely considered one of the more prepared offensive minds on the planet, right? He is the guy. Mahomes tells the story. He'll watch the the Washington-Arizona Pac-12 football game at midnight on a Saturday and wake up Sunday like, guys, we're going to run this play. I just saw it, right? Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, after the Super Bowl, told the anecdote of all offseason, Andy Reid draws up plays that he sees when he's watching film. And he goes sometimes as far back as watching like old Army-Navy games from the 30s looking for plays. And, and he'll write them on index cards, a new play he wants to install on an index card. And when he shows up at the beginning of the year, Travis Kelsey said the stack of index cards is about as thick as a double cheeseburger. That's a lot of plays. This guy is wildly prepared. You think he had an offensive coordinator that he wasn't mining for ideas? You think he had an offensive coordinator that had been with the team for half a decade through Super Bowl runs, AFC championship runs, through all of that success, and Andy Reid was telling him, I got this. You sit over there and don't do anything? Heck no. He had he had Eric Bieniemy throwing ideas at him. He had Eric Bieniemy tossing up everything he could possibly think of into the offensive stew as they mixed it up in their cauldron of offense. That's what they're doing. So I'm excited. Like the things he was throwing into that that mix, the, he's still going to have those. And that part is Chiefs Super Bowl worthy, right? Those ideas are Chiefs Super Bowl worthy. Now there are things that he's going to have to prove are Super Bowl worthy, but... 
You're like you're not going to get any coach that shows up with a hundred percent proven everything. I just like that the things that are hundred percent proven are proven to the level of Super Bowl champion multiple times. Like like he and Mahomes did spat at each other occasionally, but guess what? Mahomes respected him enough to spat at him and keep him around. Because trust me, if Mahomes says offensive assistant coach, I want him gone. That guy gone. He kept the enemy around. He he wanted him on his coaching staff. There are differences in that relationship. There are coaches that if you spat with, you will never forget. And there are coaches that if you spat with, you almost respect more. The things that he has proven have been proven to the highest level. Will there be a learning curve on some of the other things? Sure. Sure. But I'm excited for the other stuff. When he sees that that little gap in the, the Eagles defense, hmm. When he sees that little gap in, oh, look at this, this jet sweep, they overload it. He's not doing that for the Chiefs anymore. He's doing that for Washington. And get this. Is Sam Howell a good quarterback? Remains to be seen. But I guarantee you this. He can make the throw that Mahomes made to Tony, and he can make the throw that Mahomes made to Sky Moore because they were wide open. He could have punted it. He could have kicked it. He could have thrown it underhand. He could have thrown it like a basketball chess pass. And as long as it gets there, it would have been a touchdown. That's what I'm excited to see. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's the Tim Donnelly Show. Call in line still open. 757-687-9494. Kevin Durant spoke to the media over All-Star Weekend. And he made the argument that all these demanding player trades and player movement and all these players ending up playing in a different place seemingly every week with a different team and a different super team is good for the NBA. Conversation's coming up. Stick around. We're talking about the NBA right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I always like like this question, right? Anytime the, the Olympic squad gets together or an all-star game, which the NBA all-star game took place over the weekend, who do you think became friends? Who do you think was was kicking around All-Star Media Day, laughing and joking and deciding, hey, this offseason, let's hold our franchises hostage until they tell us that we can play together in some big market? It's always, always a possibility, right? Do you think Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell created a friendship that will lead to a super-duper team of Tatum, Brown, and Mitchell? Do you think Joel Embiid and Anthony Edwards connected enough to force their way together? Right, Because what do they say? There was that moment in the tunnel when KD and Kyrie were talking. They were deciding they were going to end up in Brooklyn together. Right, There was that moment on Team USA when Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron put together their, their brains and said, hey, Miami, when we're free agents, right? Did it happen? Is right now, are there, is there a text chain going back and forth of what do we need to do to make it happen? Let's get our agents on the phone together. Should it be Miami or Chicago? Which one? And would that be the worst thing in the world? I know some of you think it will. Kevin Durant was asked, was his trade and the Kyrie trade 
right? From Brooklyn for Kyrie, from Brooklyn to, to the Dallas Mavericks, and for KD, from Brooklyn to the Phoenix Suns. Was it bad for the league? Here's KD. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got and the the the, the news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, just bring more attention to the league. And that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. So um, I think it's great for the league, to be honest. Teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time. Now when a player can kind of dictate where he wants to go and leaving free agency or demand a trade is just part of the game now. So I don't think it's a bad thing. It's bringing more and more excitement um, to the game. KD thinks players forcing their way to where they want to go is good for the excitement of the league. It's about making money. Excitement equals eyeballs. Eyeballs equal dollars, and dollars are good for everybody. Some logic to it. Here's how I think of it, though. It's soap opera entertainment right it's it's busy for busy's sake you want to tune in next week or tune in tomorrow to find out if your evil twins ex-wife is having the baby by the doctor stick around to find out what you know i don't don't watch soap operas but it just it's like artificially dramatic right that's okay it's excitement for excitement's sake it's you'll never expect the twist and the turn coming up next i prefer right like the the hbo style prestige dramas right where the twists are really twists where where it's like the sopranos or the wire or something that's what I think the NBA is when when you are trying to build and and craft and and put a team together in one place. That's what I would rather root for. Now that's not to say that occasionally we all don't get wrapped up in some, you know, cheesy dramatic reality television or something. Like I'm still going to watch to see how the Phoenix Suns do with CP3 and Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant and no draft picks ever again. Like I'm still going to see how that pans out. I'm still going to see if Luka and and Kyrie can coexist long enough to do something special. I want to see that. But that's not to say that I think it's better than when teams were building organically. I still will indiv- like I will individually choose to root for the players that build in one place. Like to me, let me let me let me put this the the perfect way. To me, the Bucks, meaning the Milwaukee Bucks, winning their championship, right with Giannis and Chris Middleton and these guys that that were drafted there and or signed there early in their career and developed and, and most improved player and all of these things and became very good players to build together. That championship felt like one of the best episodes of The Wire, right? Talk about Stringer Bell. Talk about Avon Barksdale. If you haven't seen the show, you need to. They, they are they are the moments where you're like the HBO screen has gone black and you're sitting there with your jaw on the ground going, oh my goodness. Or Game of Thrones, if that's more your style. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm ruining spoilers and stuff, so I'm not gonna even going to say it. But there's moments in both of those shows where it's like somebody dies and you're just like, what just happened? Like, that is the Bucks championship. Meanwhile, 
like the I'm trying to think of a super team like the KD era Warriors or the big three heat. I mean, I still watched it, but that's like, you know, a real housewife show. Not that I, that's what I watch. Right? Everybody has their guilty pleasures. It's like a guilty pleasure, right? I've, I've said this on air. My guilty pleasures are the singing competitions. I like the voice. I like American Idol. Like that, That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed by it. Uh, it's just a guilty pleasure of mine. I like to sit back and pretend that I'm the judge and tell you know people that can sing way, 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 way better than me that they're, they're a little pitchy on that one. Like, Mr. Unlimited. I'm criticizing Russell Wilson singing, I suppose. Oh, was that a Sierra reference? Was that was that a? a, a it was just a, that's something I feel like a, a judge would say on a show. Okay, all right. Um, like I still like not everything you watch is going to be the highest level of entertainment, right? Not every movie you watch is going to be an Oscar uh, contender. Some of them are just going to be popcorn flicks. So is KD right? Man, I disagree. I don't think it's the highest level of entertainment. I don't think it's the best thing that could happen for the NBA. But also, I don't think it's the worst thing. I think it's different, right? The, the the NBA needs villains too. And when they keep bouncing around, I just think they become more and more villainous. I think they become more and more on the villain side of things. And then it makes it so when Giannis is trying to win a championship with the Bucks, he feels like the 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 one superhero up against all of these bad guys. Not saying they're bad, just saying in, in that metaphor, they are like the 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 opposites. Is it bad for the league? I mean, at this point in time, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, they're not going anywhere. We think like, oh, if these players keep switching up, the NBA is not going to sell jerseys anymore. It's like, no, look at the salary caps. It's pretty sky straight up from here. All that gambling money, all the digital money, all that, that's going to continue to stream in. You don't need to do anything. KD, don't worry about the financial health of the league. Don't be like, I got to keep bouncing around. I'm on the the Suns now, but I better be on another team next year or else the NBA is going to be in a financial hardship. You'll be fine wherever you are. The NBA is not going anywhere. I think the players should be allowed. Like, I don't think there's there should be rules against it. I don't think teams should, should hold it against them if they want to go do whatever they want to do. I just know I'm going to be rooting for the ones that stick around. The Dirks, the Kobe's, the Giannis's up to this point, the Dame Lillard's, those are going to be my guys. Tim Duncan, Manu, pretty much everyone on that Spurs team. Although Tony Parker did leave at the end. Tony Parker in a Hornets jersey, I don't get down with it. That was, ironically, okay. uh, or not ironically, uh, the other example I was going to go with was his ex-wife. I was going to say, what's that, the, the housewife show? Eva Longoria was on That's it. That's right, yeah. Um, Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. That was going to be one of my my other ones, but I, I didn't watch that show either, so there was a lot of, it's going to be a lot of just stereotyping shows from the outside. That's okay. Oh, that was you saying that's okay. That's right. That wasn't Sean Payton saying at that time. It was not. Give me Sean Payton. That's okay. Thank you. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Get your texts in now, 757-687-9494. That's the text line, Dream Launch text line, because when we come back, we're going to read your text and we're going to ask, does that do anything for you? Stick around. All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.
That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, today was Aaron Rodgers Day. All day we discuss where he should go, where he should want to go, who would want him, and then, of course, you spun the wheel, and then we figured out where a, a place would be for him. Atlanta won that's, the wheel. That's right. From the 757, if Rodgers went to uh, Atlanta's counterpart in the NFC, I think South, right? NFC South? You're just asking for the division? Yes. Yeah. All right. Just had a blank moment. Do you think they would be a playoff contender immediately? If they go to if he goes to Carolina? Correct. Heck yeah, they'd be a playoff contender. Um, they don't need a quarterback that good to be a playoff contender. I, their roster is not a problem, and their coaching staff is bananas. They're putting together a really good staff, including, we're about to talk about it in the 757 at 6, coming up later, D'Angelo Hall, 757 legend, uh, gets dragged out of the broadcast booth and uh, onto the, uh, the, the secondary's coaching staff out there in Carolina. They have a very, very impressive coaching staff. Tim from Steve G and a lot of people on the text line want to know where does uh, Derek Carr going to end up? Are we talking about Carr at least sometime this week? Derek Carr tomorrow. It's Derek right. Carr day. Today was Aaron Rodgers day. We sorted through every angle of, of where Aaron Rodgers could land, should land, might land. Tomorrow we do go fold Derek Carr with it, uh, which there's a lot of options there. Uh, the only thing we know is that when we spin the wheel tomorrow, he will not end in Atlanta. Rodgers is already there. Uh, it's, we're, we're starting off chaotically, so we'll see. Uh, but but again, Aaron Rodgers, today, we put a bow on it. We've moved on. Tomorrow, Derek Carr. So you could start to uh, to throw in your your texts and your questions about Derek Carr's eventual landing place. 757-687-9494. Starting tomorrow, it's Derek Carr Day. For the 757, this, uh, this texter's... Right in line with what the wheel says. Rodgers to the Falcons. Mm. All four teams in the NFC South. The division is winnable. And he can unlock Kyle Pitts. The only thing I'll say is is Rodgers has never really been the light up the tight end guy. Uh, Jermichael Finley and he notoriously like are at each other's throats. They just kind of like don't like each other. And I'm guessing if, if Rodgers had, had thrown the ball to Jermichael Finley a ton, then maybe they would have liked each other. Um, Jimmy Graham went there and never really was Jimmy Graham. Although Jimmy Graham, once he left the Saints, was never really Jimmy Graham. He was better in Seattle, though. Um, there's there's maybe a gap in his resume as far as he just never has, has turned a... I, I mean, I guess, uh, who's their guy now? Tunyon had a ton of touchdowns one year, but it was just it was very touchdown heavy. Um, I, I just don't know if he's the tight end guy. I think if, if he goes to Atlanta... I'd be much more ready for Drake London to have a big year than Kyle Pitts to suddenly live up to all his lofty expectations. We talked about the All-Star weekend and the NBA, and from the 757, LeBron James needs to do at least one dunk contest before he retires. Everyone wants to see it, Tim. That ship has sailed. Uh, I I agree. It is a huge missed opportunity. There's an argument, and I saw this being made on Twitter, and I don't fully co-sign it, but I hear it that LeBron James is the reason for the decline of the dunk contest. He would have just had to do it once early in his career, and then everyone else wouldn't have such an easy time saying no, right? If if But because LeBron hasn't done it, now everyone can just be like, yeah, LeBron didn't do it. I don't want to do it. I saw John Morant was asked how many likes on a tweet it would take for him to do the dunk contest. He said a billion. He like they're just everyone's so comfortable saying no, and I think part of that is because they're emboldened by the fact that Braun never did it. Um, now that's not necessarily Braun's fault, but if he would have just done it once early in his career, couple between the legs dunks, like 
I'm talking before you needed to be like a YouTube sensation to win. He was around during flip phone time, right? If he would have just done it in like 04, we never would have asked him to do it again. He could have said, I did it and I'm done. You know, I won. I'm cool. Kobe Bryant did it when he was 18. Nobody ever came back and asked him, begged him to do it again. He's like, no, I won. And if you go back and look at the dunks he won with, I mean, they're not getting you in the dunk contest nowadays. He w- he did a, a between-the-legs dunk that was just between the legs, and he did it like half with one foot still on the ground. And then he dunked it, and it was over. He still had his warm-up jersey on. Uh, so, yeah, Braun could have done it once. He didn't, and it's probably pretty disappointing. From the 757, you're correct, Tim, about the NBA All-Star game. It's an exhibition game. We played a, a clip of Mike Malone talking about how it's boring. It's it's The pointless. worst basketball he's ever seen. He said, how about Mike Malone taking his so-called MVP to the NBA Finals or a conference finals, then have something to talk about? It is not a so-called MVP. He is an MVP. Talk back, about to, you. back to back. Yeah, the second one doesn't count. It was a bad call. He The first one was legit. Uh, they did make the Western Conference Finals. It was just before Jokic was an MVP. Um, so he's taken him to a Western Conference Finals, but it was pre-MVP Jokic. Uh, I do think that he should get to a Finals at some point in time. Uh, better. He better. You're going to be a back-to-back MVP, never make it out of the West. Problems. Um, and yeah, Mike Malone just sounded like sour grapes. He just got the opportunity to watch some of the most wild athletes on the planet just kind of test their limits, and he walked out of there going like, it's an honor, but that stunk. Eh, maybe you stink. How about from the 252, Miami with Rodgers and Fangio would be Super Bowl favorites. Use Tua in a trade and Howard in picks. How much do you think you're getting for Tua on the trade market? Uh, like, not saying he shouldn't be worth more, but it's he, he has the stench of if they're moving on from him, something must be wrong. And that paranoia, I think, would drive down the price. Uh, not saying that there's anything wrong with him. I'm just saying that paranoia would drive down the price. Today's top shot, Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers' day. How could it be anyone else? Aaron Rodgers is today's top shot. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. Tomorrow is Derek Carr day. We'll see where he is going to end up tomorrow. Thank you to Rob. You're keeping us up and running. Thank you to everybody that called and texted in today on the show. And most importantly, thank you to Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call. 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. That's 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. The 757 at 6 is coming up next. Stick around for that. Until then, have a great night, everybody.